Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2% for every second that they improved their load time? In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I want to talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash marketing school to learn more and get your website online today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm your host, Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about how to stay consistent with your content production. So, If you've heard any of our past episodes, for us, it's all about compounding your content over time to see the results stack. That's just generally how content marketing works. So it's really important to stay consistent. And I can kick things off with what we do as a content team. So for us, it's really about having an editorial calendar and sticking with the editorial calendar. And that all starts with us coming up with ideas. We get together as a team and then we'll start to schedule the ideas out and we have specific roles for that. If you're a one-man shop, you know this is something that you just want to schedule out for yourself. Maybe you can just put it into a calendar each week and say, okay, for this time, I'm going to write you know this piece of content and for this day, it's going to be published. But you do want to make sure that you have some type of schedule to start to, to follow. And one tool that you can use for free if you're using WordPress is a plugin called Editorial Calendar. And then if you have a team, if you're willing to spend a little more money, you can use a tool called CoSchedule. This is what we swear by as a team, and it just makes things very easy to assign and follow and and just keep track of. Whether you're blogging or you're paying people to blog, or whether you've already started your blog or you're starting from scratch, always have a month's worth of content in your backlog before you keep going. So if you already have a blog and you're publishing consistently and you don't have a month's worth of content, either get to a month's worth of uh, content in your backlog or stop publishing, and I know that's not being consistent, but stop publishing in the short run until you have a month's worth because you'll always run into hiccups or issues. It's a question of when, but when you have a backlog, you can then be consistent because you know during Christmas, you're barely going to produce any content, if any at all. It doesn't mean you shouldn't write. Everyone's like, oh, it's low traffic days. Well, no one's really publishing during those times, so if you do publish, you'll get whatever eyeballs are online. So the thing that I like doing is having a month's worth at minimum backlog. And if you're paying writers, then just go and have them produce more content for a short run. So that way you can get the backlog. If you're writing yourself, what you need to do is figure out the time that you're most productive when it comes to writing, like you have the least amount of distractions. For me, it's really early mornings, like super early mornings, like 5, 5.30 or 6, or late nights. So like maybe, I don't know, like 10 or 9 p.m. at night. And when I write then, because I have very little distractions, I'm able to get way more done and then start creating a backlog from there. The other thing that you want to do is when you're trying to create the backlog, make sure you pick out your titles in advance. The hardest part about writing isn't the actual writing part. Sure, it may be for you at the beginning, but eventually you'll learn how to write quickly. The hardest part, and it'll continue to be this, is the topic generation. So you can use tools like 
buzzsumo.com to come up with uh, topic ideas. Like you put in a keyword from your industry, spits out what worked, and you can take those topic ideas. Like if one of them is 20 ways to double your SEO traffic, then create a post called 50 ways to double your SEO traffic, right? Just use the Brian Dean skyscraper technique. But if you come up with enough topics, then eventually when it comes to producing content, it'll be easy for you to just get started and write whenever you have time. Great. And one point I touched upon that I want to go a little deeper on my, on my first point is, is the concept of having editors. Um, the editor is really going to make or, or break it when you're trying to really scale up your, your efforts. Um, so for us, you know, we have an editor. She um, will figure out, okay, well, on this date, uh, you know, we need to be publishing this content and then we need to be reposting and then we need to be doing like curating content on Fridays. She manages the whole thing and, and kind of wrangles uh, all the writers together to make sure uh, they're on the same page. So she makes things work in general. So you have your writers and then you have your editor as well. The editor is, is somebody that's going to keep the process rolling. And for us right now, you know, the, the struggle that we're going with is we're producing a lot more content. But what I noticed, you know, in the last week, actually, I was sitting down with my partner and it was like, wow, you know, we have all this content, but we're actually backlogged by quite a bit. So there's a massive bottleneck right now. Um, and in any type of business, you're always looking to, there's always going to be problems, but you're looking to, you know, look for the bottlenecks and kind of, you know, um, free them up. So what we noticed was that our editor was not communicating with us that she actually um, was pretty backlogged. We just didn't know by how much she, she told us a little bit, I guess, but we didn't know like it was we're backlogged by actually like, or she was behind by a couple months, actually. We're like, okay, we're producing way more content, but uh, it's, it's not showing up. It's, we're still producing the same amount every single week. Like what's going on? Something has to give. So the problem you know we're trying to solve now is that we're trying to get more editorial help so you know one managing editor is good but you're going to have to have other editors uh to help you know kind of keep the process going because if you have like uh let's say you have 10 writers and uh you have one editor it's you know the editor can only do so much because there's only so much time in a week so um chances are you probably need to hire more editors to keep the the content production um you know flowing and then also if you want to scale up you need to bring in uh, other editors as well one trick to assure that you can produce content consistently and not have issues of getting it out there is to adjust your length. So I remember on neilpatel.com, I wanted to produce more content and consistently. What I ended up doing was I went from 5,000 word blog posts to roughly two to two and a half thousand word blog posts, right? So I pretty much halved it in size. When doing that, I quickly learned that not only can I produce more content, but it was easier and faster to write the content. And I was able to do it on a regular basis. Well, when I was writing the 5,000 word blog post, I didn't have a month worth of backlog. It was like a chore for me to write 5,000 words. I'm like, ah, this is exhausting. I don't know if I can keep doing it. I was getting burned out. And best of all, when I was looking at my SEO traffic, it went up faster. I assume that the more content you have, like longer in length, the better off you're going to be. Because someone did a study, I think it was like SERP IQ, and they said the average web page that ranks on page one of Google, at least in the U.S., is a bit more than 2,200 words. So I was like, let me go above and beyond and do 5,000 words. I'll probably beat everyone out and rank for more long-tail keywords. And sure, my traffic was spiking, but eventually I wasn't getting much more of a benefit from writing 5,000-word blog posts versus 2,000. When I'm looking at my Google Analytics traffic, my most popular post from a search engine perspective, right when I'm filtering based on organic traffic, is mainly the 2,000-word blog posts. Because I'm able to write so many different posts on different topics at a quicker pace, pretty much double. 
that I have more chances of ranking for different key phrases or topics. And speaking of which, I mean, this actually led me to uh, leads me to another thought. When you're producing all this content, let's say, for example, Neil has a lot of stuff going on uh, with Quicksprout and, and NeilPatel.com. Because you have so much stuff going on, let's say you have a 5,000 word post or a 2,000 word post, there's a lot of bullets and subheaders in there that you can actually make into separate blog posts. So don't forget about the, the, the concept of repurposing, which is kind of what we do now with uh, the single grain stuff, right? We're repurposing content. Uh, in some cases, you know, we're going back and, uh, you know, just chopping things up. If you go to Google and you just type in content repurposing framework, you should be able to find something out there that will give you the framework on, on how you can go about repurposing your stuff, not only for blog posts, but on, you know, videos, for example, or other mediums out there. In this case of repurposing, I'm really talking about breaking things out, taking, um, you know, bits and pieces, splintering them off and making them into blog posts on their own. Um, that way you don't, you, don't, you don't need to stress yourself without, you know, having meetings all the time to come up with content ideas. You can just, uh, you know, go from there that will take out another step and then you can continue to, to scale out your content faster. So your editors or your editors and writers can uh, just continue to write more. On my end, I pretty much don't have much more than that. Um, you mentioned it all, like the editors, the process that sped up the whole writing process for me in which I just had to write someone else proofread, someone else uploads it to WordPress. I don't know why, but I like writing in Microsoft Word. I'm just addicted to it and I've always done it. It's too hard for me to change. Someone then uploads it into WordPress. That person also adds the images, double checks the sources, makes sure that there's all the correct links in there. Then the editor goes in, corrects it, and then someone goes in again and then double checks it. Then I push it live whenever I want. Then the person who was uploading the content to WordPress and adding the images, etc., they promote it on all my social profiles for me. And then the editor reviews it one more time. Great. So make sure you have the right process. Make sure you have it documented. Make sure you have that editorial calendar. You know, for me, I kind of freak out if I look at the editorial calendar and there's nothing coming in the next couple of weeks. Make sure it's scheduled out a month, like Neil said, at the very least. So with that being said, that's it for this episode of Marketing School. Let us know what you think. Give us more topic ideas. We're hungry for them. And we'll see you in tomorrow's episode. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.